Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today, education is not just in the news, but it is the news. A teacher strike in Chicago that is now going into its second week. I'm sure you've seen the headlines and read some of the articles, but we wanted to bring to you a voice from the front lines. Our guest today is Adam Parrott-Sheffer, Chicago Public Schools principal, an HGSC alum, a participant in the Chicago Principal Pipeline Program, and a recent author of an op-ed published in the Chicago Tribune. And today, he's going to take a quick pause from all that's going on in Chicago to tell us pretty much what the heck is going on. Adam, welcome to the EdCast. Thank you for having me. Adam, quick question before we get into any of the historical basis of things. What is the mood of Chicago right now? Are, are kids happy that they're not in school? And, and what is everyone talking about? Um, I think the biggest uh, thing that people are talking about is just the surprise of last night. I think that a lot of people were expecting that we were going to be back in school today. And uh, when we weren't, there was, a, there was a little bit of surprise. And I think, I think people are tired that whatever, whatever the politics are, that, that Everybody on all sides and everyone in the city want, wants to see resolution. Adam, before we jump into kind of the, the strike in general and what's been going on during the strike, can you give us a quick sense of things, some historical background of Chicago schools, the teacher, the relationships with the government leading up until the day before the strike? So, so a, his, a history of Chicago schools. <laughs> I think there's several articles about that. Um, so basically, um, in terms of this issue, uh, this is our first contract underneath a new mayor um, after uh, four, a four-year contract that's expiring. Um, it's been uh, times of plenty, so there have been pretty, pretty, not too much uh, labor unrest. Uh, for about 25 years now. Um, at this point, obviously, the fiscal climate across the country is a little bit more challenging. Um, the, the, the needs of our students remain great, and so we're kind of in a place where, where we've had uh, contract negotiations um, for our city going on for, for quite a while, um, up until um, about a week and a half ago when, when the strike was called. There have been, been some negotiations. Um, now we seem to be um, some big issues around uh, teacher teacher evaluation, around um, the merit play discipline, um, new assessments that have come into the system since the advent of the Common Core here. Uh, that that there just really hasn't been any sense any sense of agreement on uh, between the board and the union. So during the strike last week, what what is it that uh, administrators and you're the leader of your of your school? What is it that you're re- expecting of your teachers? What is it that you're relating to them? What is the, how does the community of your school how is that affected? And then how do you relate that that sort of sentiment to parents? And also, how do you explain this to the students? So I think I think that's one of those challenges that we'll be coming back to when when this is all over. But that. Our, our, our big thing is that I, I, we're very fortunate within within our community that that, that it is a close knit community and that they, that while there's disagreement while there's things going on um, that very much parents students school um, teachers um, see, see see the big picture is is about kids at, at the end of it and trying to figure out how how do, how do we make that happen for our kids and I think the biggest thing that we can do is, is that we talk about it and let, and let the kids be able to understand and, and see what, what are the different points of view, so be able to explore it, ask, ask their own questions about it um, as, as, as it goes on, and then have those conversations in, in relationship with parents. 
it might be a great lesson in labor relations for some sort of uh, higher level um, social studies class. Now, Adam, tell me this much. What was your op-ed about in the Chicago Tribune, and what, what prompted you to want to write that? So, so one of the big issues um, that seems to have come up with with um, with within the strike is that there's, we have under-enrolled schools in Chicago public schools, and there's great concerns that there will be significant school closings as we look to uh, as there's, there's a budget budget shortage in our city. And so, one of the questions is: so, what happens to teachers um, within that situation? And there's been a lot of talk about um, recall rights. There's been a lot of talk about. Um, principal discretion. There's been all these sorts of things that are really focused on um, who gets to be in the classroom teaching kids in Chicago. And, and I think what really wrote me to write about was that I don't think we're going to have to, uh, agreement there. I don't, I don't know if it's possible as a city um, that, that, that the differences might be too much. However, I think that if we truly trust the people at the local level, if we trust the teachers in each building, if we trust um, the administrators in each building to be able to collaboratively work together, that perhaps there, it can be agreement if we start looking at the process. If we start looking at well, maybe maybe it's not possible to say X number of teachers should be um, displaced Chicago public school teachers, or should be new, or should be whatever um, may the case be. But we can definitely agree that maybe we could create a system or a structure at a school level that one values the opinions and and the work of teachers who are there, um, who are CTU members, who, who sh- whose opinions need to be valued and should have some say in, in who they work with. Um, but then also ha- have that administrative presence there as well, and that if a process could be developed that supported that, um, in support of that collaboration, I think that we'd have something that was really good for kids. Best practice for kids is that teachers and, and administration work together to hire and that they uh, ideally include kids as well. I mean, the kids know they, they, they can spot good teachers as well. And so if, if we had a process like that codified, I think that we could come to a fair de- um, decision of, of who, who's in our schools teaching our kids. And I think one of the things that have made it such a thorny issue on the other end is, is that we have a lousy evaluation system here. It's been around for a long time. Um, it, it's not liked by teachers. It's not liked by administration. Um, but it, and it focuses on checklists. Um, and so this idea that we could move to something that's a little bit more focused on what are best practices in the classroom would be great. But until we have that, it's really hard to decide who, who goes, who stays when, when most teachers are rated superior and there's really not a sense of what that actually means. And tell me this much. Are, are you hopeful for, I, I know a lot of people are probably hopeful that the strike will end, but are you hopeful about the outcome and the negotiations of the strike as well? Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that our kids will be back in school and that the, that the teachers in my building will be doing a phenomenal job with them the day that they are. Um, I think that it's going to be different. I think that there's going to be things that will take a while to figure out. There will be things that um, we're not going to know the impacts of immediately. Um, but I think that there's, that, that there's some real opportunities here that, that, that could be good for kids. Tell me this much in terms of the sort of mechanics of a strike. I mean, what are you hearing that most students are doing on a daily basis? And then what are most teachers doing? Um, so I, I, so in terms of students, I, I can't speak for the bulk of them because we haven't seen too many. Um, in terms of what, what you can read in the paper, you know that a lot of people are staying home with mom or with dad or with other family members, um, making other sort of arrangements that the city has partnered with a lot of organizations to help. Uh, make sure that other things are open. And then there's also a, a significant chunk of schools 
uh, including mine, that, that are open and available for kids um, to, to be there for part of the school or for part of a, a, a day uh, as kind of just just a babysitting service that's, a, that's available to keep kids safe. Okay, and, and the teachers, what they're doing? And so our, the, the teachers, I mean, a, a, a lot of them are having some, some pretty good, good conversations around what is it that um, matters, what is it that um, will really help make things better for kids. Other than that, there's, I mean, there's picketing, there's um, inf- informational meetings. There was a rally on Saturday um, that was covered in the news. But there's just, I mean, I, I think they're, they're, they're trying to figure out what, what, what it is that's most important and, and what's possible um, within this situation. Adam, you were in the Chicago Principal Pipeline Program here at HGSC. Tell me, did anything that you learned here could anything have prepared you for dealing with a strike of this of this um, of this magnitude and the kind of issues that are going on in Chicago? Um, I think I think there's one piece that that really comes back to me over and over again that that I just think that all of us should take to heart, um, and that's really that um, we, we can really choose to do education reform as something whether we do with teachers or to them, um, and I think that uh, there are so many things that about where we're trying to go as a city. Um, that are really good for kids and, and that no one would disagree with our best practices. The, the challenge is when, when, when not everyone's voice is heard, when it's not structured always in a collaborative process, that sometimes that, that there's challenges and that there's challenges around um, trust that I think is one of the common themes that you see a lot and hear a lot from um, just teachers walking up and down the street. Um, and I think one thing that over and over again came came a part of or was a part of uh, the experience um, at Hugsy was the sense that trust matters, people matter, and really getting some of those human resource frames down um, is crucial to, to to effectively leading change and leading it efficiently so that you're not slowed down by by, by the conflict end. I mean, change is hard enough um, w- without other challenges thrown into it. Adam, thank you so much for taking some time to kind of shed some light on things. Quick uh, prediction, do you, do you have a sense of when you're hoping the strike will end? Well, I thought we would all be back today, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave the prognosticators to, uh, to, to others and uh, really focus on just making sure that the kids we have are safe and, and, and focus on that piece. Adam Parrott-Sheffer, a Chicago public school principal, an HGSE alum, and a proud proponent of education across the country. Thank you so much for appearing on the EdCast. Thank you very much. Have a good day. So we continue to wait as the strike continues as of this day, Monday, September 17th. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.